0: All right. Good morning. This is Buddy's owner in the Arizona Schnoodle Walks. And it is April 8th, I believe. Let's check it out. April 8th. And it's Thursday. No, Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday, April 8th at 9.40 in the morning. And the sun is shining, as you would expect in Phoenix. A little bit of overcast clouds. Not. not I, I wouldn't even say it's overcast. It's just scattered clouds, and I gotta put the harness on Bud and Bud's. It's nine forty, man. And Bud has been waiting patiently to get his walk in. We got a tree remover here. That's interesting. Hey Bud. I like it. That's good. Tree removing. Hey Bud. So, when I get back, I'll have to ask them about removing a tree for me, too. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, tree removal. So, it's getting warm out here, folks. And uh, I wanted to run this morning, and I probably still will. I'm going to have to get buds walking. And the sun. this is Arizona, so the sun, you can really feel the heat on your body. And I'm just coming out of the shade. It's not too bad at seventy three. So what's going on? What's going on in the world? Um yeah, I'm not sure what to call this podcast. It's like the map. So I get input in the morning, right? I'm just all kinds of input. I'm not, Some someone told me, like, don't consume any more content. Well, I just can't help it. There's content everywhere. So I get micro-consumption. <laughs> is that what it is? Micro-consumption. But it's, they've got to put the blinders on. I mean, I don't know. I'm not messing with the book anymore. I feel like the book is the book. It's getting finalized. There's some graphics that have to be done. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, You know, maybe there's some interaction that has to happen. I don't know. And I I think it's in good hands. And there's probably people talking behind the scenes, helping me. And I don't even know what they're doing, which is good. (laughs) Problem. I have to trust people. So April 8th, yeah, yeah. Coronavirus is still in effect. And biologically, what's going on in my body? Well, I had, I broke out the espressos this morning, which means uh, my German contacts on my wife's side, they roast coffee in Germany. So last summer we got, we just filled our suitcases with a bunch of coffee and we're down to the last two bags. But it's roasted for espresso, and you need a special machine, which we have. But it's a used one. It's about 10 years old. It's pretty a manual process. And my grinder is making a lot of noise. You gotta grind the coffee in a pretty fine way. So it's definitely barista time. So all of you that love to get lattes and cappuccinos at uh, Starbucks, and you walk in and you say, I'll have a latte, you know. Well, there's a lot of magic that goes on between you ordering a cappuccino and you getting a nice drink. I mean, they have to have, of course, the good beans, but you got to grind that coffee to the right powdery mix and then, you know, tamp it down and get it into the right pressure device. And that's what you get. You get... A wonderful drink. And I've had two of those ready this morning, so I'm kind of pumped. So that's what's going on biologically. And now that I'm out here, I don't know at all if I can make it. But I think, Bud, we have to go home. I have to go home. <laughs> so we have to restart this podcast after a bio break. I'm a few minutes from home here. But uh, let me pause it. We're going to do this podcast in two segments. And hopefully, I'll remember what I'm up to because I don't. We're five minutes into this podcast. We're talking about books, we're talking about espressos, we're talking about Germany. Yeah, yeah, my brain's all over the place. But I think that's okay. That's me. You, know? you be you. Yeah, so UBU. Oh, wow, those flowers. Some nice flowers on this cactus. That's I always said like April 8th in uh, Phoenix is like the peak Phoenix blossoming of plants. I just saw another example of that. So yeah, we peak our spring peak, it's April 8th. If you're in Colorado, Texas, like I guess had the blue bonnet thing in Texas. It's probably about now, too. But Boston, Maine, Midwest, Wisconsin, there's probably still snow in Minnesota. So there you go, folks. Uh, check in with you in a little bit. Bye. Okay, I'm back. I'm back and I'm walking the bud. He's happy. There's a guy across the street getting a tree taken out. And trees in Arizona, they're kind of tricky. You know, we have them, we got to water them. And homeowners associations require you have trees. I was kind of rarely obedient 12 years ago. They said, okay, we got to have two trees in front, two trees in back, you know, blah, blah, blah. So now I got this big tree in the back after 12 years, it grew way too tall, kind of blocks views. I don't like it, so my wife doesn't like it. I want to get rid of it. So now I want to find out what we can do about it, so. um, Yeah, yeah. So I just talked to the guy and I'll get a quote, so there we do. So I'm making content, I was just listening to some content, some great content about what is it about your message now, especially this time. Yeah, so, and also I'm reading this book, is recommended, I think it's called Perennial Success or something long-term about, about um, artistic people. And I really wanted my book to be, I mean, as I read this book now, in hindsight, it's kind of funny. There's elements of my book that are just hilariously, and there's some hoods on it. So like mine is like the next 500 years So right away, I'm suggesting this is a perennial book. (laughs) I'm I'm connecting the last 500 years to the next 500 years. And really, the sixth sola, I mean, we've had, like I said, we've had five solas for 500 years. So I'm suggesting the sixth for the next 500. That's all we need. One more. One more, one more, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, because it's a living God. That's what's missing in most of our messages. We've got black robes and white collars. We've got candles. We've got buildings. We've got charismatic leaders. We've got super slick presentations. We've got great hip music. We've got seeker-sensitive churches, whatever that means. And to me, I think, uh, again, uh, seeker-sensitive is kind of like a derogatory term by some, right? Who are so pure, but uh, we don't don't do seeker-sensitive churches, you know? Again, it's like the process, they're like, it's sort of prosperity gospel. Calvin, man, What what is that? That's a Ford, what is this, in Crown Victoria? Crown Vic, man. Well, 134,0 might be eventually
1: I'm gonna sink about 80 grand into this car, have it frame off resto.
0: Eighty grand into a crown Vic?
1: Yeah, have a twin turbo supercharged, total exhaust, cappact
0: strength plate, uh system, wow,
1: uh cold air intake, everything's gonna be done, it's gonna be built air couple suspension for me. Make it racing.
0: Really? Did did, did did like when these were like prime crown Vicks, were they nascars I mean what uh, no know. I know the Taurus they use Taurus Oh, Taurus isn't and...
1: Yeah. But... <laughs> I mean this part, they sat
0: to... Crown Vics man they're uh, they're old school a little bit, right? Yeah. But like what the, the it's a pretty powerful car if I remember, right? Right? Because it's uh, how many horsepower is he things? thinks? Uh, maybe 350? 350 V8 type thing? Yeah. Yeah. That's, the v. That's a lot of room in there to work around that car, baby. I like that. I
1: thought it would be damaged because see this? It's not an agent. Uh-huh. The guy that owned it, uh, the dealer I got it from, he got it from another does work for. And the guy has about 20, 30 acres of land out there (laughs) where snowbirds store all their RVs and stuff. Yeah. He's got casitas back there. Anyway, this thing had a rat's nest all in it. You can see the jumping toy in there still. Wow, okay. But I thought it was done. I thought there'd be broken wires. Nope, he got a key program for it. Yeah. And then he got a remote. Okay. It fired right up.
0: Wow. It sat there for a year and a half out in the desert. It was originally... Roasting for part of the year, right?
1: It was a rental car. He got all the facts on it. Yeah. The rental car in Colorado for the first thirty thousand. Then they sold it to somebody in California. They used it as a uh, rental
0: car. Okay.
1: Then it was a cab car. Then resold it as another rental car. Wow. And then the guy did private cab driving. The guy had cancer when he parked and. I don't oh, okay. I paid five bucks
0: for this All right.
1: <clears throat> All that's been done is the new EGR valve, electronic gas relay, a okay. battery, and I put a new oil tank in I still got to flush the coolant. The heater core's not working, but the AC works. But I got to change one of the actuators so it blow through the vents instead of the bottom.
0: Oh ah, Okay. Is that electron? What was it? EGR valve? EGR. What is it? Is that, gas is that like for like emissions standards? Like you have, uh,
1: No, it's a sensor to tell the computer to pump the gas with the
0: fuel. More? more. The like in your, when, you're command, when you're putting down the accelerator, you're commanding more fuel. So it says, yeah. hey, okay, giddy up. Let's go. Okay. But I'm going to, this car is
1: going to be a 1500 horsepower car.
0: 1500, woo, baby. Motor and 1300 wheels. And well, so what do you, you're pulling the whole engine out and replacing it?
1: I'm sending it to. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Okay. Get some Mercedes benz seats instead of these American things. <laughs> but I mean like like when I sit in these American bench cars, like, I don't know, like, like when I, one of the reasons I like my Mercedes, is it's
1: just two seats and it goes in three. And yeah, it does move like a Mercedes,
0: see that? Yeah, it but I mean, like, there's something physiological about the way the whole thing, I don't know. It's like, okay, Americans are fatter, so it has a pretty wide base for the butt. Yeah. But you know how bucket, you know, yeah. more bucketized. Anyways, you have a great day, man. So how, what are you, you're working on something else in here today? No, I'm going back to Kevin's storage unit. Okay okay all right you too calvin with the uh, kevin and janet from minnesota down here from uh, phoenix who helped us get our vrbo started and we did get an inquiry for this saturday uh, from colorado they wanted to escape the uh, coronavirus and then my wife and i decided like you know, we're supposed to be quarantined in place. So we turned down a week, because we don't know who's coming, right? At this time of year, so we just blocked out till April 30th, so. I mean, it'd be nice to have income for this thing, but. Uh, and there's only about another May, a little bit of June might work if some people are like freed up to travel and wanna do something, but. We're learning. We're learning how to do VRBO, so that's good. Home away, so that's all good. And uh, I guess I'm having a mind shift. Yeah, yeah. So I was saying, message, message now. Well, it's it's really getting into self, not self sufficiency, but a little more um, perspective. I had a great conversation with this Arizona gal who moved to Germany. She's got a, I'm sure she has a fascinating story. She she told me she was Mormon, right? Mormon up until age 14 and then kind of like was disenchanted with the whole Mormon religion. And, And some of the, and one of it she remembers pretty succinctly that you know, the Mormons were saying they, uh, the Roman Catholics are going to hell, right? so this whole going to hell thing is really a big deal. You know? So you see, as see just as a human being in your heart, it just doesn't feel right. You know? And if we're made in the image of God, which I think, I think we all are, if you know, we create ourselves, right? It's all a gift. It's all a gift. Bud is a gift. Such a cute little gifty, Right, Bud? And uh, so I had a great chat with her. She got a new Gaggia espresso machine because she lived in Europe, Germany, and Switzerland. What a great combination. And her daughter is a digital nomad, she said, over in uh, Switzerland, and has had some great experiences. And her husband has a home in Zurich, it's not Zurich, but you got to say Zurich, Zurich. Of course, he speaks with a little Bavarian almost accent, but they wouldn't say so. There's only like 8 million Swiss people, but a lot of Germans work there. Interesting country, Switzerland. <laughs> There's like 80 million Germans and they, uh, they have like this natural love-hate relationship. That none of us will ever understand, probably. <laughs> so here's you take this blonde Arizona Mormon woman and throw her into Germany somehow. I forgot how her story started. And it's her story to tell, not mine. But I just can't help but uh, getting a kick out of uh, meeting people, right? Inclusion. Includer. Winning others over. So... I bumped into her. I don't know, three or four months ago, and uh, maybe longer. And her husband was still in Switzerland, so now I met, I met him. So that's great. And he's was supposed to go back to Switzerland like June first, but um, with this virus, his flights were canceled. He's going to fly BA. So. The best way to get to Europe from Phoenix is a BA all the way, British Airways. I think it's flight 281 even. It's a beautiful flight every day, normally. Leaves about seven in the morning or at night. Show up at the airport, it's beautiful. It's an old 747, about 30 or 40 years old. It'd be nice if they replaced it with a newer one. But that 747, baby, it's a nice plane. Non-stop to Heathrow, Terminal 4, I think. And uh, 11 hours. You wake up in the, the next day in the morning. And uh, then you can catch a flight to Berlin, Munich, Zurich, Frankfurt, Scotland, Ireland, wherever. Greece, Israel. Take another flight. But you get refreshed. You know. You know. Nice overnight. So. Yeah. That's his preferred way to go. That's. I like it too. B.A. All the way. And. Uh, so they got a new Gaja. G A G G I A espresso machine, which is fully automatic. They're semi-automatics and fully automatic. So the simple way to look at it is fully automatic is you put the raw, whole beans right into the machine. And semi-automatic is you gotta have a separate grinder to grind your beans. And, uh, grind your beans separately. So I have a semi-automatic, guys. And we'll see how she likes her fully automatic, which is I think around 600 bucks, which sounds like a lot for a coffee machine, but they're, uh, in fact, speaking of the gal, she's walking her dog up here. So I just delivered her some beans that Angela Merkel likes. Angela Merkel. So vs Strict Cafe. punct de W.S. Dash Cafe. K.A. Yeah, Cafe. Dot D.E. for Deutschland. D using dog. E. E. As an Edward. And we're out here on a quiet, quiet day. And uh, that's Angela Miracles coffee. tenzo is what I had this morning. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Howdy. Whoops. Come on, bud. And I I do still want to get home and get a run in, even though I've had these coffees. And I don't know, this is the debate about being at peace and being delusional. (laughs) Maybe that's the name of the podcast today. Am I at peace or delusional? can you tell the difference and does it make a difference something like that but let's go see so this this gal loves her dog that she is afraid to leave the dog at home in the summer because nobody wants to be here in the summer and uh, there you go So I chatted with her, like at social distance,
1: a long way away
0: from her house. And Bud doesn't want to go. So we're going to, we're going to go a little different way. Bud's not interested in her little doggy, but Bud wants, Bud's on some kind of mission. I can wave. Hey, Nikki. There we go. So I had some coffee this morning i I had some of that powerful coffee. I had some of the the coffee this morning coffee right? So I got my Gaja machine out, which is a semi automatic, and I made some coffee so yeah okay, bye. What's that? Oh, you you don't recognize Bud? Yeah. And what's your dog's name? Shyla. Buddy. Buddy. All right. Bye bye. Saw a little shouting across the bow there. The road. Bud's is not that interested in Shiloh. What's the the problem, bud? I'm just like on a mission. Delusional or at peace? (laughs) What is it? What is it? So here we are in the sun, walking away. Other people walking. Quiet today. I think people are really... Indoors. 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 Whoa, there's some uh, wired, wired up dogs. Kind of scared of somebody. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, outward appearances too. Dang. I'm so guilty I'm sure a lot of people are when we look at the outward appearance of things and make judgments and that's where I'm probably on the spectrum on the Gaussian curve I don't think I'm real assertive and by that I mean I'm vocal verbal obnoxious in your face but I'm not really asking the questions I should be asking because maybe I'm afraid to ask so maybe I I cover up my lack of assertive, assertiveness with um, outward appearance, jovial, joke around, hoping that well, you'll tell me what you need to tell me. But that's not being assertive, right? It's like being direct. It's like, no, oh, um, this is the situation. So, what do uh, what do we need to do here? So, um, not sure what's happening. I like this. I have an opportunity. I don't know how strong it is, right? So when you have your funnel, sales funnel, there's probability of win, like probability of closing a deal. Let's close a deal. But it's that, that kind of cold talk is like very low on relationship scale. Right? And uh, perennial, that's what I was talking about earlier, perennial success. I don't don't know, maybe it's just perennial value, art, perennial message, which I I claim, I'm naming it. It's it's a 500-year, it's the next 500 years, people. This is how we could live at peace and not be delusional for the next 500 years, right? So um, what am I mixing in here? Mixing in something. I already mixed something in. I you know, I hit my head when I was eight, so my brain's probably messed up. That's that's my excuse. It's one of my one of my, one of my many excuses for stuff. So uh, uh-huh. but hey, you know, and if you have brain damage or as I learned the term childhood emotional neglect. Cen from Dr. Jonas Webb. I, I think I have it, but she just named it, right? We all have some childhood emotional neglect. You know, that's where some of our limiting beliefs come from, is our childhood emotional neglect. So shout out to the PhD psychologist, Jonas Webb. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, yeah, 500 years perennial success. I think the guy's name is Holiday. But it's just networking, sharing good books. Like the book world is. I'm becoming f- fascinated because I didn't. I've never been part of the writing community. So on Twitter, I'm up to like almost 600 followers, and most of them are coming from writers. And our writers not cool because, I mean, they're creators, right? You write something, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, it's a creation. So there's probably a natural affinity to the writers. So Bud, you want to sit? So this is the first day, April 8th. It's not that warm out, but Bud's Bud's wants to take a break and sit in the shade because uh, that's just Bud. And now he's laying down on the concrete. And, uh, on his belly and he's panting. He's got his black fur and he probably needs a haircut, but now we I don't know, maybe I should call and say, maybe you could take your dogs in for a salon. The haircutting for humans is shut down, but maybe not for dogs. But, uh, we'll give Bud a little break here. And, uh, but the breeze is nice. It's only 73. I want to get home and get my, uh, I think they call them in England the jumpers, maybe? No, jumpers, the shirt, trainers. Oh, buddy, are you ready to go already? All right, that's good, because we should go. It's not that hot out, right, bud? What do you want to do? Which way you want to go, bud? Huh? You want to go that way? Anyways, he's staying in the shade, going by bushes. He's ready to roll. So we'll take the bud. And uh, so, yeah, the German company, they uh, do yachts, they do the Navy. It's got a goofy story back 20 years ago. Um, I was kind of part of it, not part of it. But I can hit the ground running, as I say. I can hit the beaches and the beach, and the beach in the, in the wave instead of hitting the ground running. I can hit the beach surfing, maybe, I should say that. <laughs> so, Bud, what do you want to do? Well, it is kind of windy out here, and that doesn't doesn't make for a good good day of running. And walking, Bud, does get a little stretch out. That's good, in the legs, stretch the legs. And, uh... Still back to delusional versus at peace, and uh, we'll see where that goes. But I was talking about Twitter and building a following, so I'm up at almost 600. And they have a limiting feature. You used to be able to just like follow like 400 people a day and hope you could convert 400 into 100. But Twitter's not liking that. So it's a little bit of a gimmick, right? But it's also part of establishing some uh, what do we call it? Influencer status, right? An influencer. So the number, probably perennial success would say, well, your number on Twitter doesn't make you an influencer, it's your content, it's your it's the hard work of Coming up with content, now, some cynical people would say, well, yeah, you can market any content into some magic, right? But, and you, and, and this guy writing the book is saying, well, your content has got to lead your marketing. So don't, like so many people take shortcuts, we take shortcuts and go, oh, I'm just, I'm, I know how I marketed this other thing and it worked great. So ah, I can market anything. But I imagine the real true, true, long-lasting, long-lasting success is, I hate even to say success, long, the long message, the long view is content. Good, good content. And then with the, the 7 billion people on the planet, because the, content probably only needs to resonate with 10 or 20,000 people. So even if you have an an email list of 50 million, you know, you're you know, you're how are you connecting with people? So, there's that issue. So I'm about 20% of the way through the book and what I'm learning in book reading is go ahead and read and get some ideas and implement you know, what's, what am I learning from this book? I haven't got to the, the main points or the punchline points. There's theoretically, there's a, uh, there's some key features of what makes a perennial success and the writer of the book says he's following it in his book, which is authenticity I see so far, very authentic, some examples, not overly promising and it's just pleasant easy to read and maybe i have some elements of that maybe i stumbled into that i certainly name some things that i like naming some of that comes from rob bell because 7 hours of something to say for 20 bucks right so if you have something to say go ahead and google google up the uh, Google up the something to say training and you get a quirky quirky uh, message maybe in some ways on how to deliver message fire flow and witness so what's my fire what's the flow of this talk? What am I witnessing to? So today, I guess I'm witnessing to the the balance between peace in your heart, peace in your heart, contentment, walking in the spirit. And since peace is a fruit of the spirit, I would say I have the fruit of peace at the moment. And it is a beautiful morning. And I don't know what the future holds, but think about coronavirus. An asteroid could hit us. Morning. And uh, so, an asteroid could hit the planet. And if you have faith, you know, it's like God's in control, right? So, it's something to remember. Maybe it takes age. Does that mean more? Elderly people—they've gone through battles, struggles, probably far worse than mine, and they survive. They have joy. So where's my joy? That's the other fruit. Can I, I have joy? Joy. I have peace, and I hope it's not delusion. And along with the peace comes, increases joy and uh, kindness goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, perseverance, self-control, all good stuff. And it's all from, I say Paul, and the academic scholars are like, don't like them sometimes. And they think he's not right. He's not right about this. And I'm like, well, probably maybe he's not. But at the time, one of my again, going back to one of my absolute favorite British expressions, which Greg Gutfeld has almost stumbled into last night. But it's, you know, well, that that decision was based on the best information available at the time. So, you know, there's people feel comfortable locking down the Bible as the word of God and just lock down. And then it becomes a battle about interpretation of it, application of it, context. How do we use it today in 2020? So I err on the side of the big picture, the big picture, the big view, the, the message. Gentiles. 99% 99% of us are Gentiles, and we have been welcomed in to Abraham's family, the Jews. So let's love the Jews. We love the Jews. We're just Gentiles, humble Gentiles, welcomed in. And it's awesome. And That's what Paul does. He's a Jew. Jew, circumcised, day, day, triumphant, Benjamin, blah, 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 all that good stuff. But he loves everybody. Paul was like the first to love everybody always, but he didn't like, he had an issue with this. John Mark dude, Barnabas, they split. He opposed Peter to his face. <laughs> so, much like Jesus, Paul like got into it with other leaders of the faith, right? Because he felt strongly about it what God was leading them to. So some will argue like, well, you know, was Barnabas right? Or was, you know, was Paul writer? And my answer is, well, who wrote books? Who wrote letters? Do we have anything published by Barnabas? No. Did Barnabas write? No. And does it matter? It probably doesn't, it doesn't even matter if Paul was right anyway. So both Barnabas, Mark, Paul, they're all dead, you know. And the other framework is, we only know it's a mystery. This life is a mystery, so we just don't know. And in some ways, we're all going to be embarrassed when we get to our renewed mind and into the transformed people that we are to be after this is all over with. And I did see The Matrix last Friday night. Not see it, but I actually watched it. didn't just like flash before my eyes. I watched it with intent to understand. It's actually got quite a complex message in it. I kinda like it. So the blue pill or the red pill. Oh wait, yeah, blue pill. Red pill is going in, baby. Going into the matrix. So that's all good. And I'm heading home about five minutes from home. So how to wrap this baby up for you. Uh, wow. I've just walked. You can't smell these flowers, but just, these palo verde trees have these yellow blossoms.
1: Whew.
0: Oh, do they smell good. And there goes a beamer convertible. Cabrio. And my wife's cousin, Frank Frulich. Frulich. Frü. Froh, fruit, joy, Freude. No, not Freude. happy. Frank, happy, maybe? freulich, Have a look it up. Freulich, Fehler. Fehler. I met another Fehler yesterday. <laughs> Andreas Fehler is a pastor in the Freie Evangelische Gemeinde aus Teppelhof and then nach Bonn. He er was in Berlin. The Regierung hat umgezogen nach Berlin, von Bonn. Andreas Fehler geht in die andere Richtung nach Bonn. So, das ist komisch für mich, Andreas Fehler. So, Jungs, liebe Leute, I, uh, through my Twitter experience, I met someone on Twitter, and, and it's debatable, like, are you meeting people and and I guess on Twitter I'm newer. I, I I've just changed my persona, my brand, to being gentler, kinder, Michael. So I take a whole another tactic for use of Twitter. So apparently a lot of people don't like DMs. They call it direct messages. And I never knew what that's all about, but. When you're on Twitter, people start DMing you stuff like, "Oh, how's it going, dude?" Hey. And I like I don't really know these people, but I don't know what they're after, like trying to engage in conversation. So I engage a little bit, but we're all busy, so we don't really have time. Well, hopefully, we're all busy creating, adding content, and that's where this writing community is pretty fa- fascinating. So I don't—it's a new community for me writing community so I'm humbled by it and there's this Iowa gal that's got some weird combination of Japanese Japanese interest skill uh, knowledge and I know somebody in my writing club that's also got Japanese knowledge skill so I was just connecting them and maybe they'll connect I mean, I can't imagine there's that many Americans from the Midwest, let's say. <laughs> Iowa or Texas or some farm area. that's like all of a sudden expert in the Japanese language. I mean, it's just mind-blowing. I mean, isn't it? I mean, it is, it's got to be mind-blowing. And so instead of me critiquing it, I'm like, let's celebrate that. I think it's it's awesome, but that's I'm getting in touch with my includer nature and I've mentioned it before I have this disdain for harmony I guess it is. and I, I don't know if it's a disdain or it's just it's my out of the 34 skills and strengths harmony is my least and I kind of like that I mean, a lot of people want, everybody else hates it because everybody else has more harmony than I do. And I blow it off and it looks like I'm a jerk, which is okay, maybe I'm a jerk, but it's not that I'm a jerk. I just don't, I have no interest in harmony. Um, it probably has to do with my childhood emotional neglect But without that childhood emotional neglect, I wouldn't be who I am today and I wouldn't have a message I have today. So I'm reframing it into a positive on, but it's taken a long time to get to that point. And I'm probably still processing. But, you know, so I might wanna do some studies on childhood emotional neglect or uh, neglect. But previously, I thought it was all about fixing me so I'd be in the middle of the distribution curve. And that's what I've discovered is I don't want to be squeezed into the middle of the distribution curve. I want to be my authentic self, which involves some winning others over, of course, which has some downside. um, Strategic thinking, which is, you know, that's. Apparently, my number one thing. And uh, inclusion. I mean, that's a beautiful relationship. Strength to include others. But I have trouble with harmonious people and excluders. So if you flip, the, the worst people to me are the high, not the worst, not, I'm not making a judgment about them, but the people I have the most difficulty with are those that have no interest in inclusion and are high in harmony, right? So it's <laughs> a nice way of me explaining some of my concepts. So if someone's like super high in harmony and they don't give a crap about inclusion, then and I sense it. Like I sense they're just very exclusive elitist mentality which is kind of weird because it's like I think I can be a snob without being elitist and that's a weird framework common but what it is it like a snob is a little bit arrogant right so my snobbiness would be hey man I'm more I'm like the ultimate includer baby so Um, let's include, 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 and screw the Harmony thing, and you people that want to have your elitist little club, you know, forget it, man. You got to include everybody. Life's too short for exclusivity. But anyway, some people like that, exclusivity. Because it's it, it feels good. It resonates with them. Well, exclusion doesn't resonate with me. So, that was the podcast for today. Powered by four espressos. Two cups and two, two lattes. It's for your barista types out there. And now it's time to turn that into running horsepower. So y'all have a great day.